sad, super sad face. No Latoya in the house tonight because she doesn't feel well. It happens to us. Yeah, I had that last beer last night I didn't need. Thank you very much, Benders. All right. Uh, It was a great night of working. A lot of fun making the burgers, frying the tots. Tachos. Anyway, uh, our president is a racist butthead. And that's something that's happening today. I looked up on the internet box, president butthead. And unfortunately, did not get what I thought I was looking for. I thought I was looking for our current president being a butthead. But what came out was a little movie from 1996 called Beavis and Butthead Do America. President Butthead. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to listen to a fun little clip of that. Anybody remember 1996? I was graduating from college that year. Also of note, Mike Judge, I believe is that that's his name, who made Beavis and Butted, dropped out of UC San Diego, which is where I went to school. I think that's true. Also of note, um, Benicio Del Toro went to acting school. He got his graduate degree in theater from UC San Diego. Crazy stuff, right? Old, old times, 1996, back when I had promised. I wish they would have just told me that it was all, it was all a joke. I watched this, was it terrible or brilliant movie from 2008? It's called Schenectady. And I knew early on, I was like, oh, he's already dead. And I'm sorry if I blew it for you. Don't worry. It's a two and a half hour long movie and Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. So, and he plays the main character. You're supposed to identify with him and it's like, it's so weird. But it did make me think a lot about death. And why are we here? Why are we on the planet? What are we doing? We're just trying to be popular. What makes us be alive? That is a talk for... Some call me Tim coming up later today at 2 o'clock. I don't think that Josh is coming in to be the person I was going to interview. But at 3 o'clock, if you hang around, Travis and I are going to play Magic the Gathering. (laughs) We're going to play a game live on the air. I brought a bunch of my old decks. Actually, I need to go through them and make sure that they're okay. Well, let's get myself together and... Play this Beavis and Butthead clip while I get the rest of the show together because we don't have Latoya. So I've got to figure out what happened in the news this week because I don't pay attention. All right, this is Beavis and Butthead Do America at the White House. (laughs) Move it along, folks. Move it along. Whoa. Hi, baby. I noticed you have braces. I have braces, too. That was cool. This is the coolest thing I have ever seen. All right, where's the unit? Uh, my unit? 
in my pants? Not on him, Chief. Agent Hurley, I want you to give this scumbag a cavity search. I'm talking Roto-Rooter. Don't stop till you reach the back of his teeth. Yeah. Sir, we're awaiting your final orders. I order you to surrender your teepee. Give me that. Mr. President, in the name of all that's holy, I must have those launch codes. I am Cornholio. You will cooperate with my bunghole. For there is but one bunghole. The almighty bunghole. He's clean, Chief. Uh, did I just score? The other guy must have it. He's got to be in here somewhere. Mais qui c'est ce Cornholio? Vous savez d'où il vient? Ah, Cornholio, Janab. Aapse milke bahut khushi hui. Bakushti finikar score karne par kya di di bang hole. Mais dites-moi, est-ce que vous savez ce que c'est qu'un bang hole? Excuse me, I'm terribly sorry for the inconvenience, gentlemen, but uh, we're going to have to wait outside for a moment. Follow me, please. So, Beavis and Butthead is one of those things that it was either brilliant or it's like the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> it's hard to tell. <laughs> Feels kind of like what's happening uh, in our lives right now with our own President Butthead. DP for my bunghole. It's funny. Uh, I do have, I did bring up a fun little news, news thing. Uh, thanks for joining us here on the AltaCast. Ugh, I'm gonna try hard today. Play a lot of uh, different things because I don't have my buddy. Oh! And I'm so boring. I don't. I don't pay attention to the news, but I do. I'm rereading some Laura Ingalls Wilder again, again. You know, like I haven't read Farmer Boy enough times. It's so good. It's this idealized youth of her husband, Almanzo Wilder. In upstate New York, they were rich people. And they talk about politics a lot. It's, it's interesting, the politics that come through and the, the, the conservative politics and the, and the views toward women. And Although, she's kind of a feminist. There's some stuff in there. I'll, I'll read a passage later about how Laura Ingalls Wilder was a feminist. This, is, this interests me only because I have food stamps. So, Republicans couldn't cut food stamps, uh, couldn't cut food benefits with legislation, but... They have a backup plan. The Trump administration wants to cut benefits for 755,000 people through regulation. This just in, more than 750,000 people could lose food stamps. Oof. That sucks, man. I really, not like I like, can I live without my food stamps? Barely. I mean, how much does one have to suffer? And work really hard before it, before it's good enough for Republicans. Republicans controlled the White House and both chambers of Congress last year, but they didn't have enough votes in the Senate to cut food benefits for thousands of Americans. Fortunately for Republicans, President Donald Trump is taking the proposals they couldn't pass and sticking them in new regulations from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. 
You're such a dick, dude. No Congress needed. It's just so the opposite of compassion. When a rich motherfucker who won't release his tax taxes, which I'm scrambling to do right now. Rich people don't have to do taxes. They don't have to do anything. They get their, what, feet rubbed by us poor people? Like, what are we supposed to do? Oh, that's good. You're creating a job by letting someone lick your taint, you dickbag. Fuck this guy. Seriously. How hard do people have to work for their labor to be seen as anything? Why is... I, I do this every time. I'm so sorry, you guys. I just don't understand why the people that are working aren't fucking good enough. They don't get paid what well. They don't get paid right. And then you're going to take away the food? What about families? Hey, I get it. Take them from me. I'm a single person. I can figure it out. I don't deserve to starve either. But, God. Uh, why? Why would you take food from 750,000 Americans? That's almost a million people. Why would you do that? Richest country in the world, but we can't feed our own people? Seriously? Okay, rant, rant A almost concluded. Well, they drafted the so-called Farm Bill, which included changes to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Mike Conway, Republican Texas, said he knew the Trump administration would find a way to cut benefits if Republicans couldn't muster enough votes to do it themselves. I knew that would be a fallback position, said Conaway, who chaired the House Agricultural Committee until this year. If, it, if I couldn't get it into the law, that we would do it in regulation. In December, the same day Trump signed the completed farm bill into law, the U.S. Department of Agriculture proposed a regulation that would kick an estimated 755,000 Americans off the program by denying benefits to unemployed adults who don't have disabilities or minor children. They're basically talking about me. They're basically talking about me. Oh, God damn it. I'm so pissed off that my art isn't valued. I, I wish people could come and see Mutiny Radio and see what I'm working for and see what I'm doing. Republican government. I wish you could see how free speech is important and how in this time, in this scary fucking racist political climate that we're in, where immigrants who built America are being thrown out of the country, are being put, their children are put in small cages. I know I'm hyperbolizing, but motherfuckers, I know the word hyperbolize. I can even gerundize it. Anyways. Big words. Yeah, because I believed in you, America. I believed in your dream. Hey, more education makes you better. No, it doesn't, man. It doesn't. Unless you fall into the Republican dream of, I mean, yeah, I could just go put feminism back 20 years and go be a wife again. I can go suck dick for money. You know, that's the crazy thing is that it's legalized contractual prostitution. Marriage. I got, you know, my first marriage. I got my first STD sexually transmitted debt but um good joke they're trying to push me off food benefits but hey buddies i'm sorry that this social gestalt does not appreciate or value art and then you might say well pam fuck your art your art's not good enough if your art was good enough then people would buy it well the one percent okay 
the U.S. Well, then, then I go, well, I guess I'm not good enough and I do deserve to be a shit bag. But I still, like, can I eat? The USDA-administered program, often known as food stamps, currently helps 37 million people in 19 million households buy groceries with a debit card that can only be used for food. Since its expansion in the late 20th century, the program helped eradicate starvation in the United States. Able-bodied adults without dependents are supposed to work or perform some other qualified activity 20 hours per week in order to receive benefits. Hey, no problem, kids. I work here like 80 hours. (laughs) Man, (laughs) I work. Under the current law, however, states are allowed to waive the requirement in areas that have above-average unemployment. Conway wants states to have less leeway. And the Trump administration's regulation would do just that by limiting the waivers to areas where unemployment is at least 7%, the exact figure Conaway had proposed. We gave that to the secretary, Senate Agricultural Committee Chairman Senator Pat Roberts, Republican Kansas, said, referring to U.S. Agricultural Secretary Sonny Perdue. I had to count votes, okay? Oh, also please remember, let's just back up for a second, that President Trump, um, Sonny Perdue, the Purdue family, chicken farmers, all the chicken everywhere. Isn't that a conflict of interest for someone who runs the chicken industry to be the U.S. agricultural secretary? Huh, that's just so funny because don't we remember when they used to, oh, I don't know, I think they still do it, keep chickens in dark rooms in their own feces and chop their beaks off so they wouldn't mangle each other to death? Remember that? Well, now the chicken guy is in charge of the agriculture, so... Yeah, fuck you know, fuck that, America. Fuck your the fuck the food you're eating. Corn syrup, corn syrup, and animal byproduct. Man, they'd give us Soylent Green if they could. I'm sorry, I'm doing it again. If you're actually listening, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so so angry. I love free speech though. Thank you, America. Thank you. We can get out of this together. We can all vote. There are more than us and there are of them. If the popular vote could be reestablished, just like the Green Party New Deal wants to do, the, the Green New Deal. If we could abolish the Electoral College, all of this shit would go away, dummies. This would all go away because we'd actually vote in the representation that represents us the way that our democratic government was established. Was It was supposed to be supported by the people, by we the people. But right now, it's I the person. Fuck, man. Okay. Able-bodied adults. Blah, blah, blah. Give it to the secretary. Here we go. Roberts and Conaway said that Purdue's USDA will likely propose more regulations based on other ideas that Republicans drafted but couldn't get to the president uh, president's desk. Because of us p- pesky Democrats that care about people and want people to eat. Oh, boy. Because taking away people's food is really going to want to make them work harder. That's such a great idea. And you know what? People, able-bodied adults, have a lot of things going on because they can have PTSD from a number of different things. Maybe they were veterans. Maybe they have mental health issues that we haven't taken care of because we don't have any. We don't have universalized health care. People are afraid to go to the doctor because they don't want to lose whatever they do have. Mm, sorry, just ranting today. On Wednesday, House Democrats held a hearing on the USDA's proposed regulation, which they have said blatantly ignores the will of Congress. Experts testified that the people affected by the rule would not be able to get jobs just because their food budgets had been slashed. They added that many of the affected individuals might have disabilities, such as cognitive impairments, that the government...
government fails to recognize. But corporations are people. When they assumed control, I'm sorry, I'm so heavy-handed. When they assumed control of the House in January, Democrats laid the groundwork for a legal challenge to the still-pending regulation. The USDA has said it wants to rule the rule to take effect in October. Secretary Purdue said in February that while the Farm Bill did not include the limitation on waivers, it was not a prohibition on the USDA limiting waivers either. Less than 3% of SNAP recipients, that's the food stamp program, who were able-bodied and didn't have children worked less than 20 hours per week and therefore would have faced sanctions that had, that had the regulation been affected in 2017, according to the Mathematica policy research. Fully 97% of those recipients lived in poverty compared to 80% of the overall SNAP population. Quote from Republican... Jim McGovern. I expect that when we pass legislation here, that's what the administration will follow. No one expected the administration to go against the will of Congress. Oof. Several Republicans on the Joint House-Senate committee that negotiated the final version of the Farm Bill said Democrats were fully aware that the Trump administration would pick up the benefits cuts that were dropped by the bill. In fact, during the closed-door negotiation, Democrats even pointed to the Trump administration's ability to write rules as a reason not to include the changes in the legislation, Republican Ted Yoho, Republican Florida, told HuffPost. They promoted that then, they promoted that then, that we don't need to make the able-bodied adults without dependence requirements because the secretary can do that. So therefore, it's a waste of time, Yoho said. Now the secretary wants to do that, they're saying, oh, this is terrible. Now that the now that the secretary wants to do that, they're saying, oh, this is terrible because it's terrible. Fellow committee member Republican Jim McGovern, Democrat, Massachusetts, denied that Democrats in any way suggested it would be good to let the Trump administration make regulations out of the proposed proposals they were specifically rejecting. Going against the will of Congress. Dick. So I guess today's theme is our president is a butthead. Man. You know, I for my W-2 job that I hold, uh, I have, I work less than 20 hours a week. But I own my own business here at Mutiny Radio, and I work way more than that. I just am not able to pay myself. <laughs> donate. Press the donate button. I'm not able to pay myself what I'd like to, to be able to live and function in San Francisco. Therefore... I am an able-bodied adult without children on food stamps because Mutiny Radio is my baby and I want it to survive. But I also need to eat food. <laughs> Nothing could make me more pissed off than these rich fucking... Fu- the rich got tax cuts? You know what you could have done instead of giving rich, rich tax cuts? You could feed the 755,000 people. You just gave people with money more money. Because what, money makes money? <gasps> Yeah, money makes money. If you give people food and they can eat. Oh, man. I shouldn't be surprised. We're not good enough. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry, Republicans. I'm sorry that us people that are working, that are keeping America going, I'm sorry that we're not good enough for you. Are we not morally right? Are we not on your side? Why are we not good enough? Why do we not get the respect that labor deserves? People that work. Oh, I'm so angry. 
if I wasn't being angry, I would be crying because this is, this is, I feel like Roman Reimer. I feel like the Weekly Review right now. I love his show. Just. I'm just so upset. I, I mean, he's an idiot. He mocks the Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico crisis with his. He's a, he's a terrible person. I just looked up Trump's a dick a butthead and I didn't get as much as I as much as I wanted. It's okay. Oh, let's do something happy like listen to some music or something. Here we go. I'm like, is it a joke? That's the funny thing when I when I look at some of these things, um and I think this is this isn't a real news story. This is a joke, but this is not on the Onion. This is a real. This is real. This is on HuffPost. Twitter erupts over Donald Trump's latest wild conspiracy theory about wind farm noise. President Donald Trump sparked ire on Tuesday after he spread yet another conspiracy theory, this time about wind farms. Twitter users berated Trump after he claimed at a National Republican Congressional Committee fundraising dinner that they say the noise from the turbines causes cancer. <laughs> Trump attacking wind power is nothing new, but as Jonathan Chait at New York Magazine explained, the noise made by their turbines does not cause cancer. Tweeters were quick to pile up on Trump over his latest untruth. Notice how they said untruth. Remember 1984, double Trump, double plus untrue? Wind turbine noise causes cancer. There are entire internet communities that spend hours upon hours cooking up vast and complicated narratives where Donald Trump is a mastermind orchestrating world affairs. They edit videos for hours. <laughs> uh... Things Trump sincerely believes. This is fun. One, exercise is bad for you. Two, noise from wind farms causes cancer. Three, global warming is a hoax. He's the most powerful man on earth. It's so scary. Why would he say that wind turbine energy causes causes cancer? That's so dumb. I mean, what the fuck is going on that... This rich guy who knows nothing about politics has taken over our country. The most unqualified person for a job has now usurped our democracy. He's taking away our rights. Well, we already, the Patriot Act happened a long time ago. They're already and ripe for that. I, I mean, hey, when do they shut down free speech? When do they say that we don't get to criticize the ridiculous fucking shit that's happening? Wind turbines are great! If, 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 if they're citing anything, they're like, oh, in Livermore, on the Altamont Pass, there's all those wind turbines. Hey, if people have cancer over there, it's not from the fucking wind power. It's from the Lawrence Livermore lab that's been there for years, okay? You want causes cancer? Exploding bombs and shit. And being all stressed out. You know what causes cancer? Corn syrup. <laughs> McDonald's. Look at that. I just, and the thing that all the tweet stuff and all the pictures of him with that fucking smug 
look on his face. Did anyone ever teach you, like when you were a child, that that smug look should be slapped off your fucking face? Jesus Christ. How about this? How come we haven't seen? How come I have to sit here and slave over my taxes when the government was shut down for a while, right? Remember that? Do we do we get a do we get a, a break on that? Uh, Democrats promised to release Donald Trump's tax returns. Why have we not seen them yet? It's not an issue of just sending a letter, Nancy Pelosi has said. You have to do it in a very careful way. They're all together, man. That's the thing. Everybody voted down the new green rule, the new green deal that Latoya and I went through point by point last week that was so amazing. That said everything that... I mean, I get it. I live in San Francisco. I'm so far. I'm a commie pinko liberal socialist Marxist chilling out here talking about labor and shit. I get it. I'm as, you know, I'm a fart sniffing all that shit from whatever that that what was it the the best social satirists the South Park I'm out here in my liberal bubble but man if this is the country we live in why California let's adopt the new green deal let's just make our own country let's take care of our people and appreciate our labor and be friends with Mexico because you know what they have labor you know what makes the world go round is labor why do we keep letting the man I, I, I'm so heavy handed about feminism but it really does come down to economics in that women's labor literal labor is not valued we have babies we should be paid to have babies. We should be paid to take care of children. It's real labor, taking care of children. So a school teacher gets paid very little because it's still women's work, right? A nanny gets paid, but a mom doesn't get paid. Why? What the fuck? Well, it's the man's job. You misogynistic dirtbag. If everyone was equal and we could value their labor equally, things would be different. Urgh. But, but my, my labor is better than others. I'm trying to do my Donald Trump impression. I can't without the words. His world and words in front of me. That guy sits in a room and tells people what to do. Why is that worth so much? Especially when his ideas are fucked up, racist, and wrong. President Donald Trump has promised to release his tax return. There seems um, President Donald Trump has promised to release his tax returns. Democrats have promised to release Donald Trump's tax returns. So why is it the beginning of April 2019 and we still haven't seen his damn tax returns? There seems to be no good reason for this concealment. Trump and his defenders have repeatedly claimed that he is waiting for an audit to be completed before he releases the returns, although this is transparently a lie, and occasionally his people have admitted as much. Even since being elected president, he has filed his taxes for the years 2016-2017, and soon will file for 2018 if he hasn't already. Any of these returns could have been released as soon as they were finished. Trump seems to have something to hide, to be sure. Because he creeps lying. See, in the first paragraph, we already said he lies. We already said he lies. He lies about all kinds of things. What are we doing? Why don't we impeach this guy? What are we doing? Why are we letting this happen? This is... said it before. I'll say it again. The Germans just let Hitler take over. They were just people. We were just... We were just people. I wish I could do better accents. They were just people. I get it. Not all Germans were Nazis. But the Germans that lived in Germany 
the Nazis took over the Nazi party was there and they ran that country into the ground after it had already been run into the ground after the Treaty of Versailles. There were the all that stuff after World War One. I. I don't remember it and I don't wanna be wrong on the history. But we did after World War One we're like bad, 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 bad. And then their people had to eat bread made of sawdust and then they were like the Nazi party came in and was like hey this is the answer kill the Jews we we let it happen and you know what we're letting happen the same thing right here in the United States where are his tax returns Trump seems to have this hide why are Democrats in Congress dawdling and obtaining his tax returns they ran in 2018 in part of the promise to release his tax returns. And as a formal federal prosecutor, Henry Littman has argued, they have a legal, firm legal basis for the demand. Quote, the law that permits Republican Richard Neal, Democrat Massachusetts, it's the head of ways and means to receive Trump's returns is simple and clear. 26 U.S.C. 6103F specifies that upon written request from the chairman of the committee on ways and means of the house of representatives the secretary of the treasury shall furnish such committee with any return or return information specified in such request the return is furnished in closed executive session shall means well shall the language is the well-established norm across the range of legal settings used to denote an absence of discretion on the on an official's part. It leaves no room for quibbles by the secretary. Ryan Cooper, writing for The Week, argued that not only does Congress have the legal right to request the returns, but that the mechanism for obtaining them is designed precisely for the situation we find ourselves in. Moreover, oversight of conflicts of interest is literally the entire reason this law came about in the first place. It was passed in 1924 in response to the Teapot Dome scandal and then Secretary Andrew Mellon's refusal to reveal his possible conflict of interest. That is the sort of thing that is exactly why the American people deserve to see Trump's tax returns. No president has ever continued to operate a vast business empire while in office. The conflicts of interest, plus instances of blatantly abusing his power to enrich himself, probably number in the hundreds. The man is plainly a crook. This is Nancy Pelosi's quote. We have to be very, very careful as we go forward. It's not an issue of just sending a letter. She said you have to be very careful and do it in a careful way. But it's not clear why Democrats should be careful about it. Republicans and the president will obviously put up a fight, but they have no legal grounds for doing so and no moral or political grounds either. Trump promised to release his taxes, and yet he broke that promise. Democrats can even say they're helping Trump fulfill his own promise in addition to living up to their constitutional oversight responsibilities. And for what it's worth, public opinion is strongly behind Democrats obtaining and releasing the president's returns. Trump paying taxes isn't the most precious issue we face, but it's symptomatic of the general endemic problem of the Democratic Party. The fear of using power that it actually has, that it's been given by the voters to do good things, said Paul Blessed of Splinter. They're allergic to power. And if the Democrats can't even use this power to do something as minor as make the tax returns of the literal president of the country public, what good can they actually be counted on to do? Catherine Rampell, writing for the Washington Post, noted that the tax returns could help answer important questions about the president. 
from whom has Trump been getting money? To whom does Trump still owe funds? And under what circumstances might they be able to demand immediate repayment? And how much has his income gone up since he became president? She noted that they won't give us all the answers that we're looking for, but the tax returns could be a start. And that's all the reason we should get them as soon as possible. Right? God, I... Every Wednesday, I just... I'm... My, I feel like my whole life has become screaming into the void. Like, everything I believe is wrong. Maybe maybe that's true. Maybe I just need to fucking lobotomize myself and go be... Serve coffee at Starbucks and just be like, yes, a latte. I, how do I ignore what's happening all around me? Do I just submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days? It's IPA. By the way, there's a new ghost town IPA <laughs> at Penders. It's Scrum Trelescent. Ghost town IPA. It's locally brewed in Oakland. It's badass. It's a very fruity IPA. It's like, it's a light, fruity, hoppy IPA with a bitch ton of alcohol in it. It's great. I think it's like a 6.6, maybe. Might be 6.8. Anyways, tastes better than Racer 5. I'm sorry, Racer 5. I love you, my racist 5. That's what we got in the White House right now. We got like a racist... There's so many... Causes cancer. Idiot. Let's, let's see this. Let's see what our butthead... I'm actually, I'm actually tearing up for our country right now. I am so... I'm I, I I'm I'm really scared actually about what's happening and what's going to happen and ugh and then they try to make me listen to something stupid. No, I don't want to listen. I do his things about Puerto Rico. He said terrible things. Boo-boo-doo-boo-doo. I, okay, good, it went away. President Donald Trump faced backlash late Monday for putting quotation marks around the word place in a tweet about Puerto Rico. Trump used the punctuation in a series of posts in which he criticized Democrats for voting against an emergency aid bill. Democrats said the bill did not go far enough to help the U.S. territory. Oh, that's right. Did you remember that Puerto Rico is part of the United States? <laughs> To help the U.S. territory and its ongoing recovery effort from the devastation inflicted by 2017's Hurricane Maria. Here's his tweet, quote, The Democrats today killed a bill that would have provided great relief to farmers and yet more money to Puerto Rico, despite the fact that Puerto Rico has already been scheduled to receive more hurricane relief fund than any place, in quotations, in history. The people of Puerto Rico, dot, 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 Trump's White House has repeatedly been criticized over its mismatched reaction to the hurricane in comparison to the way it responded to natural disasters that have taken place on the mainland. Twitter users rhetorically asked Trump why he used the quotation marks around the word. And one suggested the president was charging up the racism with the post. Yeah, why? He just... It's part of the United States. Why? It's like... Not... I... I just don't understand when we just stopped caring about poor people altogether. When it's like the rich people make the poor people. We could all... We Humans could be equal. 
that could be a thing too we could all we could all be worth the same amount and and you know our value and our worth doesn't have to be monetary there's actually an intrinsic value to humanity isn't there is there i don't know the people who set up the fucking constitution the framers they were philosophers and shit yeah they were racist too but can we go back to the the greek philosophy where where, where the democratic the idea of democracy actually came from oh but we can't have this discussion because we systematically called critical thought from our public school system since 2000 thanks bush i mean it's been a republican plan for a while keep the poor people poor because it keeps the rich people rich i mean california it's time secede i just don't understand why we just keep letting the rich people get rich it's the same reason that we like we have to create stars for ourselves you know if everybody was equal there wouldn't be any people magazine and kim kardashian wouldn't even be a thing what fucking talent does she have? She's pretty and she's got a hot rack because she's had plastic surgery, because she's a Barbie doll. This is this is what we laud as fame. This is what we stick on a pedestal, America. And we go, yes, speak to us from on high, you amazing actor. God, they're... And that person isn't even an actor. They're just a personality. Hey, ladies, fucking get your makeup on. Put on that lip gloss. You know, no, no one likes, no one likes unmoisturized lips wrapped around their cock. I'm <sighs> just. I. I just. Yeah. More bad news. I'm sorry, you guys. Let's, let's find something current. We could just put in bad news today. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to the Mueller report? Did anybody care? Trump, this is very funny. This has got to be fake, fake news. Trump allegedly rigged up a supercharged golf cart so he can race ahead to cheat. <laughs> this has got to be fake news, right? Oh, I love it, though. I love it. I don't know what the week is, but I love it. Who who are these people? This has got to be... This is... I, I, I'm going to read the top... There are things, and we'll figure out together if it's real or not. Uh, Joe Biden promises he will adjust his behavior after inappropriate touching allegations. Was that real? Climate change is harming the Great Barrier Reef faster than expected. Is that real? think it is i think this is a real site yankee great mickey mantle once said he who has the fastest golf cart never had a bad lie a truism president trump apparently has taken to heart in the hilarious new book commander in cheat how golf explains trump author rick riley citing mantle claims trump's cheating is so excessive that he has a supercharged golf cart rigged to go twice as fast as the rest so he can scooter ahead and reposition his ball after a bad drive it's just again championing mediocrity but yet they think there's he's so much better than us that he doesn't have to do taxes God. just celebrating the pretentiousness 
people with money. Yes. Okay, fine. You're all better than us. Whatever. Greg Puga, a caddy who spoke with Riley, confirmed that Trump's makes sure to hit first off the tee box and then jumps in the cart. So he's halfway down the fair before the other three are done driving. That way he can get up there quick and mess with the ball. Puga provided Riley with a particularly amusing anecdote about one game he played with Trump. So this one time, we were on the 18th. Trump hits first, kind of blocks it right and jumps in his cart and starts driving away. My guy peers one right down the middle. I mean, I saw it go right down the middle. One of his best drives of the day. But by the time we get to the guy's ball, it's not there. We can't find it anywhere. And Trump is now on the green already putting. Where's our ball? And then Trump yells back at us, Hey guys, I made a birdie. And he's holding up his ball and celebrating. And that's when we realized he stole our ball. He got up here early, hit our ball, and then hurried up and pretended like he made a putt for a birdie. I mean, what the hell? Amazingly, there are plenty more stories just like that one. Uh, And that's in a book called Commander in Sheet, How Golf Explains Trump. That's hilarious. God, I should send this to my dad. An outrageous indictment of Donald Trump's appalling behavior when it comes to golf on and off the green and what it reveals about his character. Donald Trump loves golf. He loves to play it, buy it, build it, and operate it. He owns 14 courses around the world and runs another five, all of which he insists are the best on the planet. He also claims he's a three handicap, almost never loses, and it was won an astonishing 18 club championships. How much of this is true? Almost none of it. Acclaimed sports writer Rick Riley wants to reveal in this unsparing book unsparing un, unsparing look at Trump in the world of golf based on Riley's own experiences with Trump as well as interviews with over 100 golf clo- golf pros amateurs developers and caddies commander in cheat is a startling and at sometimes hilarious indictment of Trump and his golf game you'll learn how Trump cheats sometimes with the help of his caddies and the secret service agents lies about his scores the Trump bump tells whoppers about the rank of his courses and their worth, declaring that every one of them is worth 50 million and tramples the etiquette of the game. Driving on greens doesn't help. Oh, he drives his golf course on the green. Oh. Trump doesn't brag so much, though, about the golf contractors he stiffs, the course neighbors he intimidates, or the way his golf decisions wind up infecting his political ones. For Trump, it's always about winning. To do it, he uses the tricks he picked up from hustlers at the public course where he learned the game as a college kid and then polished as one of the most bombastic businessmen of our time. As Riley writes, golf is like bicycle shorts. It reveals a lot about a man. <laughs> Commander in Cheat paints a side-splitting portrait of a congenial, congenital cheater, revealing all kinds of unsightly truths Trump has been hiding. I just need to buy it for my dad. It's 1680. It just came out. I love this show so much because it help. It makes me go through um, all of my all of my stuff. Let's look at what my dad sent to me. Um, I'm gonna forward this to him. This is funny. Interesting. He says forward, forward. This is a forward of a forward. My views of gun control. Is logic the same thing as common sense? One, 11 teens die each day because of texting while driving. Maybe it's time to raise the age of smartphone ownership to 21. I agree with that, actually. Don't give 12-year-olds all the porn. Two, 
If gun control laws actually worked, Chicago would be Mayberry. That's that's not true. Three, the Second Amendment makes more women equal than the entire feminist movement. The right to have a gun? I guess if you have the ability to kill someone, it makes you equal to a man. But also, did you know that we can make babies? Like, doesn't that make us better? Fuck you guys, right? Like, we're better than you. That's the thing. Because women have been playing this dumb game forever that we're like, we're the weaker sex. I'm going to, I'll read a quote from Farmer Boy in a second and I'll tell you why we're better. Legal gun owners have 300 million guns and probably a trillion rounds of ammo. Seriously, folks, if we were the problem, you'd know it. <laughs> Five. When JFK was killed, no one blamed the rifle. Well, that was also an inside job. Six. The NRA murders zero people and receives zero in government funds. Planned Parenthood gives 350,000 babies every year and receives 500 million in tax dollars annually. That's not true because Planned Parenthood doesn't get any tax funding for abortions. They get it for keeping our... Easy bake ovens in check, you big dorks. You want to? Why? I get it though, because that three hundred and fifty, those three hundred fifty thousand babies that nobody wanted, that wouldn't, they wouldn't want to take care of, and they weren't ready to have a family. You know what those become? Fodder for your fucking war machine. Because we certainly aren't going to pay for them to be on food stamps. That's for sure. And we don't need any more lawyers, do we? What do we need, man? We just need what bodies to kill. Cool. That's great. Seven, have no problem with vigorous background checks when it comes to firearms. And while we're at it, let's do the same when it comes to immigration and voter ID. Ugh, I hate this racist stuff my dad sends me. Eight, if you don't need a smoke detector, that's what the fire department is for. Now, if you think that sounds stupid, you know how I feel when I say I don't need a gun. I don't, I don't understand that one. Nine, folks keep talking about another civil war. One side knows how to shoot and has trillions of bullets. The other side has crying closets and is confused about which bathroom to use. (laughs) How do you think that's going to end? I sure hope progressives in the media can read this. Yeah, Dad, I read your racist bullshit. I'm just going to reply with the Trump book. There we go. Shall we send things back and forth, Chad? I... Let's see if he says anything else awful in here that he sends me. I mean, my dad went out of his way to double to double send that one. He went out of his way. It's a forward of a forward. He went out of his way on that one. Good job, dad. You got me. You got me. Uh, these are cute, actually. I'm really glad he sent me these. Why do peanuts float in regular Coke and sink in Diet Coke? Go ahead, try it. I used to eat a lot of natural foods until I learned most people die of natural causes. You can cry. It says, can you cry underwater? Yes. How important does a person have to be before they are considered assassinated instead of just murdered? What disease did cured ham actually have? That's cute. That's cute. Okay, I'm going to read some feminist stuff from Laura Ingalls Wilder. Um, out of Farmer Boy. There's some really good stuff here when they were they were in the field planting things together when Americans used to believe in labor. There's a couple things I want to read from, from Farmer Boy since I'm reading it. I do love Laura Ingalls Wilder. And, and there is some old-timey racism in some of her stuff. Pa dresses up in blackface and they do a minstrel show in Little Town on the Prairie. It's graphic. They have a picture of it, too. It's intense. 
Uh, let's see. Here we go. Almanzo could see his feet, but of course Alice's were hidden under her skirts. Her hoops rounded out, and she had to pull them back and stoop to drop the seeds nearly into the furrow, neatly into the furrow. Almanzo asked her if she didn't want to be a boy. She said yes, she did. And then she said no, she didn't. Boys aren't pretty like girls, and they can't wear ribbons. I don't care how pretty I be, Almanzo said. And I wouldn't wear ribbons anyhow. Well, I like to make butter, and I like to patch quilts, and cook and sew and spin. Boys can't do that. Even if even if I be a but even if I be a girl, I can drop potatoes and I can sew carrots and I can drive horses as well as you can. You can't whistle on a grass stem, Almanzo said. At the end of the row, he looked at the ash tree's crumpled new leaves and asked Alice if she knew where, when to plant corn. She said she didn't, and so he told her. Corn planting time is when the ash leaves are big as squirrel's ears. How big a squirrel? Alice asked. Just an ordinary squirrel. Well, those leaves are as big as a baby squirrel's ears, and it isn't corn planting time. For a minute, Almanzo didn't know what to think, and then he said, A baby squirrel isn't a squirrel. It's a kitten. But a squirrel's... But it just it's just as much a squirrel. No, it isn't. It's a kitten. Little cats are kittens, and little foxes are kittens, and little squirrels are kittens. A kitten isn't a cat, and a kitten isn't a squirrel either. Oh, Alice said. Okay, so he had to put her down with some stuff after she was like, girls are just as good as boys. We're better. And he's like, I'm smarter than you are. Uh, but I like that. Well, I like to make butter and I like to patch quilts and sew, cook and sew and spin. And boys can't do that. But even if I be a girl, I can drop potatoes and sew carrots and drive horses as well as you can. Yes. Yes, you can, Alice. Make ice cream too. There's a big fun thing in here about the ice cream. <laughs> okay, this is this is about money, and I, I love this. This is about labor. Um, the boys in town double dared Almanzo on the Fourth of July to ask his father for a nickel, and he was scared all day to do it. And then he, this is what he says. He waited till father stopped talking and looked at him. What is it, son? Father asked. Almanzo was scared. Father, he said. Well, son, father, Almanzo said, would you, would you give me a nickel? He stood there while father and Mr. Paddock looked at him, and he wished he could get away. Finally, father asked, what for? Almanzo looked down at his moccasins and muttered, Frank has a nickel. He bought pink lemonade. Well, Frank said slowly, our father said slowly, if Frank treated you, it's only right you should treat him. Father put his hand in his pocket. Then he stopped and asked, did Frank treat you to lemonade? Almanzo wanted so badly to get the nickel that he nodded, and then he squirmed and said, No, father. Father looked at him a long time, and then he took out his wallet and opened it, and slowly he took out a round, big, silver half dollar. He asked, Almanzo, do you know what this is? Half a dollar, Almanzo answered. Yes, but do you know what a half dollar is? Almanzo didn't know it was anything but a half dollar. It's work, son father said that's what money is it's hard work mr paddock chuckled the boy's too young wilder he said you can't make a youngster understand that almanzo is smarter than you think said father almanzo didn't understand at all he wished he could get away but mr paddock was looking at father just as frank looked at almanzo when he double dared him 
And father said, Almanzo was smart. So Almanzo tried to look like a smart boy. Father asked, do you know how to raise potatoes, Almanzo? Yes, Almanzo said. Say you have a seed potato in the spring. What do you do with it? You cut it up, Almanzo said. Go on, son. Then you harrow. First you manure the field and plow it, and then you harrow and mark the ground and plant the potatoes and plow them and hoe them and plow and hoe them twice. That's right, son. And then? Well, then you dig them and you put them down in the cellar. Yes. And then you pick them over all winter and you throw out all the little ones and the rotten ones. Come spring, you load them up and you haul them here to Malone and you sell them. And if you get a good price, son, how much do you get to show for all that work? How much do you get for half a bushel of potatoes? Half a dollar, Amonzo said. Yes, said father. That's what's in this half dollar, Amonzo. The work that's raised half a bushel of potatoes is in it. Amonzo looked at the round piece of money that father held up. It looked small compared with all that work. You can have it, Almanzo, father said. Almanzo could hardly believe his ears. Father gave him the heavy half dollar. It's yours, said father. You could buy a suckling pig with it if you wanted to. You could raise it and you would raise a litter of pigs worth four or five dollars a piece. Or you could trade that half dollar for lemonade and drink it up. You do as you want. It's your money. Almanzo forgot to say thank you. He held the half dollar a minute and he put it in his hand in his pocket and he went back to the boys at the lemonade stand. The man was calling out, Step this way, step this way. Ice cold lemonade, pink lemonade. Only five cents a glass. Only half a dime. Ice cold lemonade. The 20th part of a dollar. Frank asked Almanzo, Where's the nickel? He didn't give me a nickel, said Almanzo. And Frank yelled, Yeah, yeah. I told you he wouldn't. I told you so. He gave me half a dollar, said Almanzo. The boys wouldn't believe it till he showed them. And they crowded around waiting for him to spend it. And he showed it to all of them and put it back in his pocket. I'm going to look around, he said, and buy me a good little suckling pig. Oh, labor, you guys. See, Laura Ingalls Wilder knew the, the value of labor. Just in that little passage, if you change the word work to labor, we're in business. We're in business. Right? Uh, my dad wrote back to me already. Trust me, it's not all that unusual with golfers. I'll try to call this afternoon. <laughs> so, I guess all golfers are liars. And you know what's funny about that? Is that golf is a rich man's game. And are all the rich guys lying? Love it. <sighs> okay. I was looking for more things from my father and he didn't he didn't give me any. No more. No more racist stuff from from Big Dad in uh in Arizona. Let's find something else that our terrible president did. This is very sad. This makes me want to cry. This is from CNN from today. Early polling suggests that 2020 will be about Trump. Oh, that's bad news for him. Good. 
Okay. I was like, oh, no. We're going to try to elect him again? Please, dear God. If he wins again, honestly, admit all this craziness. It means we know for a fact it's rigged. I mean, we already know it's rigged. We know that, in fact... The Electoral College, even its existence, makes it rigged. Like, that's what rigs things, is the Electoral College. We the people. I know, it's so scary for the rich white people, because you're not the people. And I'm such a jerk, because I'm white, and I I feel like a jerk all the time. Um, This is... There. President Donald Trump was able to win the White House in 2016, despite being the least liked major party nominee in history today more people continue to dislike continue to dislike to in today more people continue to dislike than like trump oh that's a weird sentence can you continue to dislike than like trump if trump's popularity ratings remain low the question is whether he can repeat his 2016 feat new polling suggests that trump will have difficulty doing so for now, he has the 2020 election. Looks like it will be a referendum on him. An NBC News Wall Street Journal poll out this week found that Trump trailed a generic Democratic candidate by seven points in a hypothetical 2020 matchup. The important statistic here isn't so much that Trump was losing. It's still early 2019, after all. It's why Trump was losing. Trump trailed because the same voters gave Trump a negative six-point net approval rating Uh, approval rating versus disapproval rating. This was not the first NBC News Wall Street Journal poll to show Trump losing in a generic Democrat. Back in December, Trump trailed a generic Democrat by 14 points. His net approval rating at that poll was a negative 11 points. The average poll shows Trump about his popular, this popular currently. Again, the key statistics here are Trump's margin is directly related to his own popularity. Oof. In limited polling, the well-known Democratic candidates seem to be doing well against Trump by what you'd expect given his popularity. In January, Glenn Gareth group poll of Michigan voters, Trump trailed Joe Biden by 13 points and Bernie Sanders by 11. The same poll put Trump's net approval rating among Michiganers at negative nine points. A poll from Quinnipiac University of Texas, Quinnipiac, of Texas voters out last week showed something similar. Trump's position against the well-known Democrats in Texas, Biden, Beto O'Rourke, and Bernie Sanders matched his approval rating. This 2020 data does not look at all like what happened in 2016. In the election, Trump had a negative 22 net favorability rating, favorable to unfavorable, yet he's, he only lost the popular vote by two points and won the electoral college. It's rigged. Trump was able to win in 2016. That election came down to a choice between him and Hillary Clinton. Clinton was the second least liked major party nominee of all time, and there was 18% of the electoral that liked neither Trump nor Clinton. Trump won his 18% of the electoral by electorate by 17 points with and with it the election. In other words, Trump was seen as the lesser of two evils. In 2020, polls looking a lot more like what looked in 2018 than 2016. Last year, Democrats won the National House vote by nine percentage points. Not surprisingly, Trump's net approval in the exit poll was negative nine points. That is, if you like Trump, you voted Republican. If you didn't like Trump, you voted Democrat. Democrats were likely aided in 2018 by the fact a lot more people liked the Democratic Party in 2018 than liked Clinton in 2016. Why do we hate... That was a joke I made when um, she wasn't elected. I said, you know, I learned only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. 
I mean, that's what I learned from the election. I mean, what was what was so wrong with Hillary? She had all the experience. She was the secretary of motherfucking state. Oh, she lied. She lied. You know who lies about everything? Donald Trump. If he lies about his golf game and he lies about his hair and he lies about his wife and he lies about his money and he lies about it, why? Is, why? So isn't he a liar? Oh, but Hillary Clinton with those emails. You fucking hate stupid people. Just it's, We're just like sheep. Tell us what to think. Put it on Twitter. The concept that our president is tweeting should really, really horrify everyone. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to rant again. I'm an old lady. I don't tweet. I don't tweet. I don't twat. Never have. Don't care about it. Don't do it. Do radio. Why don't you film yourself on radio? Because it's motherfucking radio. Not everything has to have an update. Not everything has to be instantaneous. Not everything has to be now. God, I miss, I miss the times before cell phones. I don't have a smartphone still. I'm never getting a smartphone. Why can't you be an adult and get a smartphone? Not everything newer is better. God, I, I'm harking back to these Laura Ingalls Wilder times when labor was actually labor, when labor was appreciated. Now we're like, oh, fuck the farmers. That's what just happened with the pot farmers. Oh, my poor, poor pot farmers. We should have known this was going to happen. In fact, they did. They said, don't vote for legalization because we're all going to get fucked. Okay, so that boring CNN thing basically says, like, let's not. Can we not elect him again? Can we? What if he just keeps it and says he's the new, the new dictator? <sighs> this is a fun one. This is just making fun of him. This is from L Magazine. I'm glad that the young people don't. Uh, this is from L. This is good. Donald Trump, our country's greatest orator since Yosemite Sam, found himself absolutely hornswoggled as he attempted to pronounce a simple three-syllable word multiple times. Speaking with reporters about the Mueller report, which he has erroneously claimed completely exonerates him and instead is mostly filled with shrug emojis, Trump said that he hopes congressional leaders turned their attention to the origins of the investigation. Oh, excuse me, the oranges of the investigation. So I guess he mangles the word origins and says oranges instead. He's got oranges on the brain. I hope they now go and look at the oranges. The oranges of the uh, uh, investigation, our clear-eyed, full-hearted leader said. The beginnings of that investigation. If you look at the deep concentration origin of the investigation, where it started, how it started, who started it, where does it go, how high in the White House does it go, you will all get Pulitzer Prizes. Donald Trump is suggesting there's a conspiracy to make him look bad. And that said conspiracy could reach all the way to the White House. I'm inclined to agree. I don't want to start an international incident, but it seems clear that the president himself is trying to make Trump look like a fool. We have to investigate. Trump continued, the Mueller report. I wish covered the oranges of how it started. The beginnings of the investigation, how it started, it didn't cover that. And for some reason, none of that was discussed. You can't blame Trump for wanting to recap the whole imbroglio, considering it began 3,000 news cycles ago when we've blown through roughly 500 controversies since then. The Mueller report said really should have begun with 
previously on the season finale, the season finale of America's dumbest president. Uh, in any case, the video begs some questions. For instance, would the would we be perturbed if the president can't quite seem to get a grasp on the word origins and yet insists on, insists on using it? And does this matter more or less than any other myriad atrocities, actual and linguistic? Is Donald Trump trying to send a secret message about getting more vitamin C in our diets? Is he getting kickbacks from Big Orange? Is he sending us a secret cry for help about his tanning habit? What happened? Is this literal? Should we actually be looking at the oranges in the investigation? Is this a matter of grove national importance? This line of might this line of inquiry be fruitful? Should we heed the president's appeal? Maybe he just needs to concentrate. Either way, it's bananas. It's a very funny, cute little article. Good job, L. Who is trying to call me? Mill Valley. Mill Valley, let's let's take a call, everybody. Mutiny Radio, this is Pam. Up, oh, nope, they hung up. Dang it, I didn't put them live on air. Don't worry, no, don't freak out. Here, let, let's listen to this asshole talk here, and this will be fun. Because I think we're going to have a great health care package. I think the Republican Party. What happened? Let's try this one. I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges, the oranges of the. Uh, uh, there you heard it. The oranges, everybody. The oranges of the investigation. Orange is the new black. <laughs> uh, here we go. More bad news today. The good news about Trump's foreign policy, he persuades very few. Well, the Washington Post makes us pay for things. They suck. Although they're really great. Actually, I really enjoy their... Um, their, their new stuff, but they won't let me look it online now because you have to pay a dollar. Hey, man, I, gu I guess I got to say okay to that because, I mean, I'm not going to press it and say okay, but all power to you. You got to get money somewhere, right? Donate to Mutiny Radio. <laughs> uh, let's see. Going through. Uh, Trump tears into Puerto Rico, falsely claims it has received $91 billion in aid. I wish. I mean, what is money anyways? I, it's a little piece of paper that floats through my hands. What does it even mean? Why do we have to, why do we, why do we even deal with it? This is very sad. I put in bad news. Everyone can just breathe. This is from the Daily Beast. Trump and Obamacare, the president tells Republicans they're going to campaign on repealing the law yet again. Republicans thought they were in the clear with no votes until after the election. They were overly optimistic. A top ally to the president said on Tuesday that Capitol Hill should expect a fresh health care plan from the White House soon. Just days after the president himself conceded that no real movement on the issue will happen until after the 2020 election. Representative Mark Meadows 
Republican North Carolina told the Daily Beast he believes the Trump administration will have the framework for a comprehensive health care plan initiative within months. I can tell you he is working and the administration are working as if we will bring it up legislatively this year, but pragmatically understand that the future Congress actually deals with it, said Meadows. The prediction from Meadows foreshadowed the president's latest position, which he reportedly made clear on Tuesday night. Appearing at a fundraiser for House Republicans, Trump said he would come up with a health care plan to run on in 2020 and then put votes at the dawn of his second term should the GOP win the control of both houses. That pledge, and Meadows' apparent support of it, adds another layer of confusion to a chaotic stretch in which Trump is embraced, backed away from, embraced again, the idea of once more trying to repeal and replace Obamacare. Last week, the Trump administration endorsed a court ruling that would, if upheld, strike down the entirety of Obamacare, throwing the future of the law into greater legal uncertainty. At a Senate Republican lunch, Trump urged lawmakers to take another stab at ambitious health care legislation and publicly tasked three GOP senators the assignment of crafting a beautiful new bill. Beautiful. Days later, Trump has relented in response to behind-the-scenes pressure from Republicans who noted that they do not control the House currently, could not repeal and replace the law when they did, and got clobbered during the 2018 midterms for trying. By Monday evening, the president's sunny declaration repeal was moved forward in Congress and replaced with tweets saying that his party was developing a really great health care plan and that a vote on it would be taken after the election. In seemingly punting on health care battle until after the 2020 election, Trump relieved most Republicans on Capitol Hill. On Tuesday, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell revealed that he told the president that the Senate would not be taking up repeal and replace legislation this session. Asked if there was any daylight between him and Trump on health care, a grinning McConnell simply told reporters, not anymore. As McConnell framed the president's health care fit as underwater as underwater the bridge, members of his conference criticized the party for passing on a chance to go after the law they loathe and have campaigned against for nearly a decade. Senator John Kenny, Kennedy, Republican Louisiana, told a Fox News reporter that some of his colleagues need to see if Amazon is selling spines at special discounts this week. The only reason I've heard not to tackle health care is politics, Kennedy told the Daily Beast, and that's not a good enough reason. They're just such jerks. Why don't we deserve to be... Why don't we deserve health care? Why are we not good enough, America? What the fuck is going on that the people, we the people, aren't good enough? If you raise the minimum wage ever, everywhere, if we create jobs in green technology, you know what's great about wind turbine farms? It's not oil-dependent energy. It's going to grow. The only thing that's going to save us is by saving the environment, by finding ways to clean up the environment because if we can do that then we can actually make money back from China because wow are they fucking up the environment I can't believe I've been doing this for an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> I'm really quite impressed with myself today that I don't have Latoya and I've been able to rant on what's going on uh, here we go let's see I'll put in something. Listen to Cope for a second. Well, no, I can talk to you guys. and I can do two things at once. Um, 
then it starts over. Um, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, um, as you might know, Trump has plunged the world into a trade war. But some people are still trying desperately to stop it. Like European Commission President and man, not impressed by his grandson's magic trick. Jean-Claude Juncker. Juncker met with Trump at the White House today to try to talk Trump out of his trade war with the EU. And in anticipation of the visit, yesterday Trump tweeted, European Union is coming to Washington tomorrow to negotiate a deal on trade. I have an idea for them. Both the U.S. and the EU drop all tariffs, barriers, and subsidies that would finally be called free market and fair trade. I hope they do it. We are ready, but they won't. Well, not with that attitude. That's like if your psychiatrist said, it would be great if we could figure out your issues with your mother, but ain't no way that's happening, mama's boy. Uh-oh, here come the waterworks. Go ahead and squirt them. And Juncker is ready to go to the mattresses here. Responding to Trump's threats of steel and aluminum tariffs, Juncker said, so now we will also impose import tariffs. This is basically a stupid process, the fact that we have to do this, but we have to do it. We will now impose tariffs on motorcycles, Harley-Davidson, on blue jeans, Levi's, on bourbon. On issuing subpoenas to force Attorney General William Barr to give them an unredacted copy of the Mueller report. But... You're okay with that? You're okay with that? That sounds like a good idea. Sounds good to me. And that shouldn't be a problem for Trump because he said this just last week. But here he is today saying the White House will fight the release. I think it's ridiculous. We went through two years of the Mueller investigation. We have, uh, I mean, not only that, you read the, the wording, it was proven. Who could go through that and get wording where it was no collusion, no nothing? So there's no collusion. The attorney general now and the deputy attorney general ruled no obstruction. They said no obstruction. And so there's no collusion, there's no obstruction, and now we're going to start this process all over again? I think it's a disgrace. No obstruction, it says so right in the document. And if you try to see the document, I'm going to obstruct you. <laughs> then he said, then... No. You can see it, you see. There's a comma. There's a comma between the no and obstruction. It's like, no obstruction. Then, then he said it was time to investigate the investigators. See if you can notice his small slip of the brain. I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges, the oranges of the uh, uh, investigation, the beginnings of that investigation. The Mueller report, I wish, covered the oranges. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> Must take a look at the oranges of the investigation. I say it is high Clementine we do so. 
the American people. The American people will not stand Jerine for it any longer. We can vitamin C right through the lies. We Trumpa can handle the juice. <laughs> this reminds me. Thank you very much. Reminds me of the classic joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange. Orange, you ashamed? We have a president who can't pronounce origins? <laughs> and... <laughs> and since he was talking, Trump just tacked on a random lie, because, you know, why not? <laughs> uh, when he was talking about German Chancellor Angela Merkel. I have great respect for Angela, and I have great respect for the country. My father is German, right? Was German. And uh, born in a, a very wonderful place in Germany. Yes. It's true. Frederick Trump was born in a very wonderful place in Germany, New York City in 1905. <laughs> My father was born in a wonderful part of Germany, very, very West Germany, and I'll never forget his favorite German saying, Ich bin ein, forget about it. That was funny. Yay. Well, so there you go. Get all your news from the Colbert Report. The Colbert Report. Random lies. Yeah, his dad's not even, you know. His dad's not even. So I don't really even understand, like, what's in the Mueller report. So let's talk about that. Um, House Judiciary Panels okay subpoenas for unredacted Mueller report. Great. The House Judiciary Committee approved subpoenas Wednesday, that's today, for a special counsel Robert Mueller's full Russia report as Democrats pressure the Justice Department to release the document without redactions. The committee voted 24 to 17 to give Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler, Democrat New York, permission to issue subpoenas to the Justice Department for the final report, its exhibits, and any underlying evidence or materials prepared for Mueller's investigation. Nadler has not yet said if he'd send for the subpoenas. Or the taxes. <laughs> or the tax return. House Democrats had given Attorney General William Barr until Tuesday to provide the full report to Congress. The Justice Department ignored that deadline, with Barr telling the committee chairman in a letter last week that redacted version of the almost 400-page report would be released by mid-April, if not sooner. The vote further escalates the Democrats' battle with the Justice Department over how much of the report they will be able to see, a fight that could eventually end up in court if the two sides can't settle their differences through negotiation. Democrats have said, why even commission the report if no one gets to fucking see it? I Everything is so dumb right now. Democrats have said they will not accept redactions and want to see the evidence unfiltered by Barr. 
In the letter last week, Varsity is scrubbing the report to avoid disclosing any grand jury information or classified material, in addition to portions of the report that pertain to ongoing investigations, or that, quote, would unduly infringe on the personal privacy and reputational interests of peripheral third parties. Democrats say they want access to all of that information, even if some of it can't be disclosed to the public. Nadler said he will give Barr time to change his mind on the redactions, but if they cannot reach an agreement, they will issue the subpoenas in very short order. He's also said he also is prepared to go to court to get the grand jury information. Quote, this committee requires the full report and the underlying materials because it is our job, not the attorney general's, to determine whether President Trump has abused his office, Nadler said. The Judiciary panel also voted Wednesday to authorize subpoenas related to five President Donald Trump's former top advisors, including strategist Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. Racist test. Um, communications Director Hope Hicks, Chief of Staff Reince Priebus, White House Counsel Donald McGahn, and Counsel Ann Donaldson. Donaldson served as McGahn's Chief of Staff before both left the administration. Could you imagine, like, you know, your whole life, you've been in politics and stuff, and when you finally get into, like, the news, it's under something like this. Poor Ann Donaldson. You ever heard that name before? Ann Donaldson, chief of staff. Uh, the five were key witnesses in Mueller's probe of possible obstructions of justice and were sent document requests by the judiciary panel last month, along with dozens of other people connected to Trump. Nadler said he is concerned about reports that documents relevant to Mueller's investigation were sent outside the White House, meaning the committee should have access to them because they may not be covered by executive privilege. Blah, 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 blah. Let us see it. I mean, obviously he's a liar. We know this. He lied about... He was born in a very wonderful place in... Germany. Boy, oh boy. How about this? This will be this will be more helpful. Oh shoot, it's a it's a video though. It's not a thing to read. Dang it. Here we go. The Mueller report. What does it mean? Anybody? Does anybody know? That's I mean I'd like to know quickly before we end the AltaCast. Six hundred and seventy-five days. $25.2 million, 34 indictments, 26 against Russian nationals, total collusion indictments, zero. As Glenn Greenwald, hardly a supporter of Trump, has pointed out, had there been any, there, there, it would have been acted on long ago. Uh, are we now ready to rid ourselves of the thrilling espionage fantasy that Trump is controlled by Putin and the Kremlin is using blackmail? There's no way Robert Mueller would have gone 18 months without telling anyone about it if this were true right how could it be justified if Mueller found evidence that Putin controls Trump and forces him to act against US interests in favor of Russia not just a PP tape with financial blackmail what could possibly justify keeping it that secret through the end of the investigation it's ludicrous so this is a person who says that like it's that this is this is a this is a left or this is a rightist this is it. And it appears the only crime Mueller team has been able to prove is that President Trump was guilty of was winning the election he wasn't supposed to. Well, this guy doesn't have... He isn't, I don't know what the Mueller report means. Uh, and 
I mean, who cares? He lies about. He just can't we can't we take him to task about the lying and the. That's the thing that the tax returns are key to this whole thing because how do you impeach a president? They have to do things unpresidential or they have to use the station as president for their own financial gain, which he's clearly doing. You know, like the other article said, this is the only president we've ever had who's actively running an ongoing business empire. Which, and every time we say the word Trump, it makes him more money. It's terrible. It's like, it's such a conflict of interest. Let's go through that again for everybody. Impeachment how to. <laughs> how do we, how the impeachment process works? Need to impeach. Uh, impeachment decoded how to remove a US president. This is what we want. Uh, on what grounds can a president be impeached? I'm looking for it's sending me to all these other dumb places. I just want to read it. On what grounds can a president be impeached? Under the Constitution, the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States can be removed from office for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors without being more specific. Only two U.S. presidents have ever been impeached, Andrew Johnson in 1868 in the tumultuous aftermath of the American Civil War and Bill Clinton in 1998 over his issues, including his relationship with White House intern named Monica Lewinsky. Both times, the House approved formal charges only to have the Senate fail to convict and remove. The House Judiciary Committee in 1974 voted to recommend impeachment, accusing another president, Richard Nixon, of planning to obstruct an investigation in the Watergate scandal. Before the full House could vote on impeachment, Nixon became the only U.S. president to resign. Okay, so we got mad at Bill Clinton because he lied about not having sexual relations with that woman. President Trump just lied about his father's birth origin when trying to talk up people about Germany. That's lies. That's lying. I just... I just can't believe that it's... Okay, how the impeachment process works. We'll go through this one, too. I, I just don't understand how, how we're going to get rid of him. What is the process? First, the House of Representatives votes on one or more articles of impeachment. If they get a majority vote, then you'll be indicted. Like in the Clinton stuff. Blah, 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 blah. What are the standards? The Constitution allows for the impeachment and removal of a president for treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors, but no controlling authority serves as a check on how lawmakers choose to interpret that standard, which makes it as much a question of political will as legal analysis. In the case of Mr. Clinton's trial, for example, Robert Byrd, a Democratic senator from West Virginia at the time, told his colleagues he thought Mr. Clinton was clearly guilty of perjury, but that removing him from office was a bad idea. To drop the sword of Damocles now given the bitter political partisanship surrounding this entire matter, would only serve to further undermine a public trust that is already too damaged already, he said. Therefore, I reluctantly quit a vote to acquit. 
Mr. Clinton was impeached by Congress, in which the opposition party controlled both House and Senate. In Mr. Trump's case, his party, well, his party doesn't control both chambers. Uh, what about the 25th Amendment? Adopted in 1967, the 25th Amendment provides another mechanism for removing a president. It is geared towards dealing with a president who becomes too disabled to carry out the duties of the office, as opposed to presidential law-breaking. So that doesn't help. But high, high crimes and misdemeanors, what does that, what does that count? What does that, what does that mean? Right? Like... What's a high crime and a misdemeanor? Let's let's look up that. High crimes and misdemeanors. The meaning of high crimes and misdemeanors. Thank you, Constitution.com. Thank you. Here we go. The question of impeachment turns on the meaning of the phrase of the Constitution, Article 2, Section 4, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. John Rowland has carefully researched the origin of the phrase high crimes and misdemeanors and its meaning to the framers and found that the key to understanding it is the word high. Of course it is. It does not mean more serious. It refers to those punishable offenses that apply only to high persons, that is to public officials, those who, because of their official status, are under special obligations that ordinary persons are not under and which should not be meaningfully applied or justly punished if committed by ordinary persons. Right, like lying about your father's birthplace. Uh, that, for normal people, no big deal. But for the President of the United States, tweeting everything. For normal people, fine. You're the fucking President of the goddamn United States. Stop tweeting like a 12-year-old girl. Calling, I'm going to change the name of Twitter to shitter. Will someone just like... Talk about their poop. Every poop they take. I want to hear about it. That's that's what interests me. For Give me a shit or not a Twitter. I have a, I have a thought. And instead of going through normal channels to do it, I'll just put it on Twitter. I'll just make presidential policy through an app. English common law traditions. English common law tradition. Crimes were defined through a legacy of court proceedings and decisions that punished offenses, not because they were prohibited by statutes, but because they offended the sense of justice of the people in the court. Whether an offense could qualify as punishable depended largely on the obligations of the offender and the obligations of a person holding a high position meant that some action or inaction could be punishable if he did them, even though they would not be done if by an ordinary person. Offenses of this kind survive today in the Uniform Code of Military Justice. It recognizes as punishable offenses such things as perjury of oath, refusal to obey orders, abuse of authority, dereliction of duty, failure to supervise, moral turpitude, and conduct unbecoming. These would not be offenses if committed by a civilian with no official position, but they are offenses which bear on the subject's fitness for the duties he holds, for which he is bound by oath or affirmation to perform. Perjury is usually defined as lying under oath, and that's not quite right. The original meaning was violation of one's oath or affirmation. The word perjury is usually defined today as lying under oath about material matter, but that is not the original or complete meaning, which is a violation of oath, which we can see this by consulting the original Latin from which the term comes. From an elementary Latin dictionary by Charlton T. Lewis, 1895, note the letter J is the letter I in Latin. Perjurium, a false oath, perjury, perjurous, oath-breaking, false to vows, perjured. 
Aru Avi Atus Are To To Swear To Take An Oath Jurator Oris A Swearer Juridus Sworn Under Oath Bound By Oath Juridus Got That One Uh Jur Jus Juris That Which Is Binding Right Justice Duty Per Means Of Manner Through By By Means Of Under Pretense Of By The Pretext Of Article 2, Section 1, Clause 8. The President must swear, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States and will do my best of my ability to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. He is bound by this oath in all matters until he leaves office. No additional oath is needed to bind him to tell the truth in anything he says as telling the truth is pursuant to all matters, except perhaps those relating to national security. Any public statement is perjury if it is a lie and not necessary to deceive an enemy. <gasps> we, can, we, can, we can impeach him right now, you guys, because he lied about where his dad is from. He lies about everything. He lies about his golf game. You know what? We can impeach him because he lies about his golf game because he's the president and he's supposed to be better than that. Do you see? He's supposed to be better than us. We are championing the mediocrity of a simpleton. He's hiding his SAT records because he doesn't want everyone to know what a fucking dumb shit he is. You know what? He proves, just like everything else in America, if you have money and privilege, you can do anything you want. Like just shutting down those rich people last week with the paying for their kids to get into college. You like you don't have enough rich people? Like your kids need to be special too? Fucking just give them the power and the privilege. That's how things work. I wish it didn't. I wish it was we the people. I wish that we did think about the framers of the Constitution. I wish we did think about what democracy really means. I wish people really took the yoke of voting to heart and cared and were able to shape this country. That's the thing. Our vote doesn't matter because the Electoral College. We don't matter. We do matter in like things that are local, so go out and vote. But until the Electoral College is abolished, it isn't we the people. I bet if you asked him what the first three words of the Constitution are, he wouldn't know. I'll keep going. Independent counsel Kenneth Starr erred in presenting his referral only to offenses which could be laid at the feet of the president. <laughs> he functioned like a prosecutor of an offense against criminal statutes that apply to ordinary persons and are provable by the standards of proof beyond reasonable doubt. That is not much to say. That is not to say such offenses are not also high crimes or misdemeanors when committed by an official bound by oath. Most offenses are, but high crimes and misdemeanors also includes other offenses applicable only to a public official for which the standard is preponderance of evidence. Holding a particular office of trust is not a right, but a privilege. And removal from such office is not a punishment. Disablement of the right to hold any office in the future would be a punishment. And therefore, the standards of proof beyond a reasonable doubt would apply before that ruling could be imposed by a Senate. Um, see, that's the thing. The Democrats are all in collusion. For some reason, they want him in there. I Do I believe in a huge government conspiracy? Man, I don't know. I'm just going to call it the squashing of socialism, the squashing of the voice of the people. 755,000 people are going to lose food stamps? Seriously? Like, rise up, America. How much of my money do you want for your poor people, Pam? You know, there's something called the working poor. 
we work just don't value our work man i'm all go join a union labor's labor is important love unions okay we have a couple minutes left let's get off this junk like uh, it's like oh great we can how how great we can um fucking impeach the president but we won't do it dummies all right i'm going to put on a flat black brass plastic and cry for our country cuz i'm done man i can't i can't read any more news i can't I'm too sad it's too depressing what's going on and I feel powerless against it and I am so happy that there is I'm so happy that that there is free speech in the United States and that I can be here and I can voice my dissent against what's happening because man before it's too late we got to turn around we got to put some money into the people. Let's forgive some student loans. Let's get that the, the yoke of debt off people and let them work, perform, be creative. Be farmers. Like whatever happened to subsistence farming? Let's bring it back, buddies. Let's bring it back. Organic vegetables. Need the farmers. Okay, this has been the AltaCast. We'll see you next week. Miss you, Latoya miss you so much but enjoy this flat black plastic from Saturday it's such a good show um, subscribe on iTunes go to our page donate thanks for listening I'm sorry I'm just such a ranter this is just so what a narcissistic exercise for me to exercise I can't even talk anymore bye
say it's good to be back in Wilshire, especially with a preacher like uh, Bruce McKeever here, a man who's known and loved throughout the country and in some small towns. He, uh, I've known Bruce back many years ago when he traveled under the name of Billy Sunday, and uh, he's, he's certainly come a long way, I can say that for sure. I almost feel as we get started here like the mosquito that saw an enormously fat woman. He knew what to do, he just didn't know where to start, you know. And so uh, I just uh, started in somewhere, somewhere near the beginning. Um, when I moved to Dallas, I had mainly been with the Baptist folk, but I was working here in Dallas and got an invitation to sing with the Fort Worth Opera Company. We were performing the opera Boris Goodenough. Some of y'all, that sounds like uh, skin disease has come some kind of got Boris Goodenough. I'm so sorry, you know, but it's not. It's an opera. I was playing the part of a monk. That's the clerical office, not the animal, if any of you heard. <laughs> anyway, I was having a lot of trouble getting done with my day's work and getting over to the theater in time to put on my costume and my makeup and get ready for the show, which opened at 8 o'clock. And so my wife said to me, she said, honey, she never could remember my name. She said, honey, why don't you just bring your costume home with you and put it on, and then you can drive over in it, and when you get there, you just have to put on your makeup. Well, that sounds like a pretty good idea, you know. I bring the costume home. I didn't mind doing that. I didn't want to drive around with makeup on. We musicians have enough trouble without driving around town with makeup on, I can tell you that.
Shit.